listening to Tune In Talk, Episode 25, Interview with Art Brown. Hello and welcome to the Tune In Talk podcast, your rendezvous for animation interviews brought to you by Fanboy Nation. I am your host, Whitney Grace, and while this is officially Episode 25... It is also the first episode of 2016, and I am so happy you decided to download and listen to us today. As you might have noticed, there was a short hiatus between here and December, and it was quite unexpected on my part, as well as yours, and right in the middle of my Ladies of Animation Month. Well, there were several reasons for that, and as the expression goes, when everything hits the fan, everything really does hit the fan. It was during the holiday season I had a very close friend who decided to up and move in the middle of December and they needed help. I had family crises. I had a lot of issues with my book. Nothing related to the publisher trying to get some research done. As well as trying to get the holiday season and shopping done. And while I didn't want to, I had to take the podcast on the back burner. And also, I kind of felt that the little break did me justice. And I am back in action and ready to bring you the best interviews in the animation industry. While there has been a break in the latest of Animation Month, that is kind of working to our benefit because not only do I have three extra interviews to bring you. One of them is, well, they're all from women who I have admired for years, but one of them I just couldn't get on the calendar until now, so that will bring us to a raring conclusion. But in the meantime, I bring you today's guest, who is part of one of my favorite DreamWorks franchises. Art Brown is one of the executive producers of the How to Train Your Dragon, Dragon's Race to the Edge series on Netflix. If you are not aware, How to Train Your Dragon first transformed into a television series on Cartoon Network for uh, about, was it about a year to 18 months before DreamWorks nailed down a deal with Netflix to create original content based off their animated franchises, and they were made exclusively for Netflix. So far, there have been animated series for Turbo, Puss in Boots, uh, the newest one is The Crudes, and now as well, How to Train Your Dragon, Dragon's Race to the Edge. Basing an animated cartoon off a popular movie is nothing new. It's been done since the 1980s, possibly even earlier. I need to check my reference books for that. But one of the things I love about animated cartoons based off a popular movie, if they're done right, is that they can continue the franchise and delve into details and roads that couldn't possibly be explored in an hour and a half, two hour movie. And the world of How to Train Your Dragon is so extensive, so detailed, that there are so many opportunities to tell good stories. And Art Brown and his creative team are very 
very lucky that they get to play around in this universe and extensively build a world from the ground up or add augment a world that has already been built either way it's totally fun now, Art Brown and I, in our interview, discuss some of the great things that are going to be happening in Season 2 of How to Train Your Dragon, Dragons Race to the Edge. We had a fantastic time talking to each other, and you can hear in the interview that there are some deep breathing in the background, and that's me controlling my laughter so I wouldn't make Art's answers inaudible to the interview and he's just a funny nice guy and you can tell he really cares about the cartoon he's making and that's what I love about the animation industry 99.9% of the people I talk to the other 1% I've only met a couple times love what they're doing and they care about the content they produce and everything is epitomized by Art Brown and what he is doing with the exclusive Netflix cartoon How to Train Your Dragon Dragon's Race to the Edge so without further ado here is the interview One of the showrunners, uh, executive producers of uh, Dragon's Race to the Edge. So Dragon's Race to the Edge is based off of one of my favorite DreamWorks universes, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. And there have been some fantastic new story developments since last season. Can you share a little bit about the details with us? There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Um uh, the lead, the, there's a couple of new dragons, uh, the armor wing in, in a spotlight episode with his dad, and there's a sea shocker. Uh, there's also a return of the skrill, um, which I know is a favorite dragon of people, um, and also the, the main dragon of the berserkers. Uh, we also introduce, uh, towards, uh, in, in the beginning or the middle of the sea, of this season, we introduce, a new combo bad guy, uh, which is a brother bad guy team. Um, one of them is sort of the the heavy and the sort of the uh, the muscle uh, named Riker, and another one that you meet later that we lead up to in the season is Vigo, played by Alfred Molina, and uh, it's really exciting on that level because he challenges Hiccup in an intellectual way. Um, almost in a game-playing sort of way for him. Not 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 funny games for Hiccup, but uh, it makes Hiccup uh, approach things from a new a new angle. Real fun comedy episodes, some good Astrid stuff. I know that people were asking, you know, wanting more Astrid in the first 13, and uh, this one starts out with a great couple of Astrid episodes. Um, you have a lot of good comedy with uh, with obviously with the twins, especially with Tough Nut, uh, where he thinks he's turning into a lichen wing in an episode. Um, and there's a really cool two-parter where Tough Nut, Astrid, and Rough Nut sort of have to uh, are alone, especially Astrid and Tough Nut, defending the edge 
and they have to sort of it's like two two uh, fish out of water. Uh, people who don't understand each other, and they have to come to uh, a common ground. There's a lot of cool little um, character episodes with uh, with our normal characters, our, our usual cast of characters, and their dragons, and um, and the introduction of a new bad guy, as well as forwarding the dagger Heather um, story and uh, what part they play in this whole thing. Now, one of the biggest things that I've always had with cartoons based off some hit movies is continuity between the feature film as well as the cartoon. Are you at all concerned with this? And if so, how are you trying to keep continuity with the movies? Yeah, we we're, we are constantly in talks with the franchise as a whole, um, be it the movies or the games or the publishing, um, and doing our best. But if you know to to retain continuity, you know obviously you get to go off into areas as a TV show doing this number of episodes and spending this much time with with your characters. You get to go off into different avenues, um, so on and so forth, and, and, and tell different stories. You know, this this these seasons all take place in between the first movie and the second movie. So anything that you we are learning is before we we reach the hiccup and Astrid and the gang at the beginning of Dragons Two, the movie. So it doesn't mean that that they they're not going to go and and learn different things that you know out. It's going to sort of fill in the blanks for what they've learned in the three and a half years between the first movie and the second movie. Um, I think it'll it helps with you know where hiccups at as a character. Where we, where we want to end up at the end of these seasons with Netflix, we want to by the time the third movie comes out we will have left you at the beginning of the second movie. So all this stuff will happen in between and, and all these bad guys and all these, um, all these storylines. And also, you know, the movies just don't, you only have an hour and a half, um, you know, with, with the movie. So most of the time has to be spent on Hiccup and Toothless and their main storyline. Whereas we have the good fortune having a half an hour, an episode to really branch off and, and, and tell stories specific to our other characters. You know, we'll have a fish legs and meat leg episode or a t- twins and, 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 uh, zipple back episode. And then we'll also mix and match our characters into teams and separate them and put them in situations that they just don't have time to do in the movies. Cause it's just, it's, you've only got a small window. Yeah, it gives you extra development, character development, and to explore routes that are often, you know, funny and everyday. Like, yeah, we get to be a little, you know, the movies definitely um, have a little bit of a darker tone to them, and you know, we try our best to to maintain the integrity of the overall tone of the franchise. We get to be silly too, and I think on a from a, a television perspective, I think. The audience really appreciates that. You know, we get to be, you can't, you know, like we always say, I use the twins as an example because, you know, initially when we met the twins, they were hitting each other in the head with maces and that was the, that was the, 
you know, most of their comedy, and, and you just can't do that over this many episodes. It, it would get boring. So we have to constantly find new ways to make them funny, which is why they 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 often sort of come across as, you know, idiot savants. You know, they, they've invented things unknowingly like gravity and ice cream and, you know, stuff <laughs> They have no idea what they're doing. So we get a, we really have fun with things like that, or, or the meat lug, fish legs relationship, that, that that love relationship that has just grown and is so funny um, how they, you know, it's almost like a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. You know, it's just really, we, we, we get a kick out of doing that. It's really fun. And the actors love it, you know. Yeah, I love meat lug and fish legs. They're just adorable. Now, yeah. One of the biggest mysteries I have is why there is only one Night Fury. Are you going to perhaps go into more detail about why there is only one Night Fury? We get asked that a lot. Um, and that's sort of one of the areas that we have to leave to Dean and the movie people. So, you know, we get to touch on it a little bit we get to touch on the absence of it we don't really get to go into the whys and are there more and all that stuff that we sort of um that's a that's a no-fly zone for us (laughs) (laughs) that's the best answer to give especially giving what the cartoons you're writing about so that is a no-fly zone now, what yeah, that's is... a no fly zone. <laughs> now, a fly zone that I hope you can answer is what dragon would you personally like to have as your companion? You know, I get I get asked this a lot. It's uh it's interesting because it makes you think about it. You know, you know, uh, the first time you get asked, you like whatever comes out of your mouth, you say and then later on you think about it. And I honestly go back and forth between Hook Fang and and Meat Lug, and I just think <laughs> it's it's the relationships. Like I love there's a side of me that is such a little crapster, you know, and I, I love the, how Hook Fang met and messes with Snotlap, and and yet I love the way the tenderness and the just love between fish legs and meat legs. You know, I, I'm a big animal. Both me and Doug are big animal lovers and we both have dogs and we pull a lot from that. You know, I, I, my, my dog is, is a combo of those is, is such a lover and loves to mess with me. And I think that, um, I think, I think that's, it's like that way for most people with animals, you know, people, when you have animals, you, really get to understand or, or or if you hang around your your friends animals as well as your own or even if you don't the longer you hang around them the more you get to understand their that they all have these separate funny personalities whether it's a little dog or a big dog or a cat or whatever you have um and i think that we pull a lot from that and i think those two dragons sort of are make me I enjoy writing those guys the most. You know, me like we have a we have a we have a sort of running joke here when we're watching the show. If you want to laugh, we cut to me like because just her just how she looks cracks you up. Like you cut to her in any scene, no matter what she's doing, and you laugh. So 
that's always good for that. Yeah, I wish you would, um, in a future episode, have more of Meat Lug with her uh, babies that were in the Gift of the Night theory that holiday special from a few years back. I think that would be not only hilarious, but just very, very cute. Yeah, totally. And, you know, whenever we've had... Whenever we've had episodes that revolve around some sort of baby dragon, whether it was, uh, you know, baby thunder drums or, or you know, uh, you know, a baby, uh, when we had, um, there's, there's a baby coming up in the next season, I believe, that is, uh, that is really cute. And it's fun to see it because when you see that stuff, um, you get to see how all the kids react to it. And Fish Legs and Meat Leg, uh, it's, it's, the two of them together are hilarious. I only have time for two more questions, so I'll make them really quick. Uh-huh. First off, what goes into making a new dragon? Do you just pull ideas out of a hat? Um, we, it's, it's a combo of the uh, the animal kingdom, and sometimes we we refer. You know, when we first started on this show five years ago, you know, the 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 movie had created a lot of dragons. The first dragon that created a lot of dragons that they didn't use, and there was this whole sort of universe of dragons. And we would sometimes pull from that. Sometimes we would look at that and we would combine a couple of dragons. Um, and a lot of times we will go into the animal kingdom and we, we like to, you know, in this show we try to stay away from magic and we try to make everything that we do from a dragon perspective. I mean, obviously there's dragons and they fly and they shoot fire, but what other things they do, we try to sort of base it in nature. So um, there's an up, you know, there's, there's there will always be some basis for it, whether it's you know, um, and a deep water uh, animal that 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 changes its form and color that we'll use um, to base it on something, or uh, you know, a crustacean or some uh, some sort of lizard. There's always something in the animal kingdom that we will use that'll that'll uh, that we'll base it on. Awesome. One suggestion, honey badger. The honey badger is great. We talk about the honey badger all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One last question, and then I'll let you go. Do you, huh? Mr. Art Brown, have anything to declare? Oof, to declare. Um, let me see. I declare that... Next season, you will see a minimum of eight new dragons. Wonderful. And I'm going to drool and wish I had one of them as my companion. Art, thank you so much. And, yeah, we both love the honey badger. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime. Happy to be here. Welcome to the bottom of the Tune and Talk podcast. And once more, I would like to extend my gratitude to our Brown as well as Angelica Sabado Juarez for arranging this interview. I 
am so thankful that I get to talk to someone on the production team of one of my favorite franchises. And, you know, if you ever want some ideas for the next season, I am chock full of ideas. Not that you aren't either. But it's great to hear that a series is being made by a fan. Well, fans. For fans. And, well, I had a great time. And what a better way to start off the Tune In Talk podcast than by talking to someone, well, just talking to another fan who gets to make cartoons that I watch daily and know and love. So if you haven't checked it out already, you really need to check out How to Train Your Dragon, Dragons Race to the Edge, Season 2, available on Netflix. If you don't subscribe to Netflix, well, do so right now. Otherwise, you are missing out on a great series that continues with the How to Train Your Dragon franchise with Hiccup, Astrid, Roughnut, Toughnut, Fishlegs, and Snoutlout, as well as the very lovable and very dangerous and deadly Nutwing, Toothless. Now, as for me, if I had the chance to have my own dragon companion... Well, what could I say? I want my own Night Fury. Now, if I ever got pulled over for a speeding ticket, I could say, hey, uh, Inkblot, which is probably what I would name my Night Fury, you know, can you take care of the speeding ticket for me? And, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about paying that. Or, actually, I wouldn't have to worry about traffic at all because we could just fly to the grocery store, to the doctor's office, to the library, to wherever I need to go, to the conventions I go to, and I wouldn't even have to pay air travel anymore. I would just have to worry about where I'm going to keep a fully functioning and dangerous dragon for wherever I go. Yeah, I don't think they would want to be tied up outside like a horse, and they would want to be with me, and if I go on vacation... Well, I guess I'd have to have an extra security deposit on an extra, extra large room because, well, I just can't keep a dragon on the roof of a hotel in New York. There has to be some sort of fire code against that. And if I went to Dragon Con down in Atlanta, I could just bring the dragon with me because, well, it's Dragon Con! All dragons are welcome at Dragon Con. (laughs) Yeah, I made a joke there. Not that funny, but it made me laugh. So, this is a short episode 25, but I think it is a good segue into a longer episode for 2016. As they say, life happens when you're making plans, and I'm just hoping for the rest of 2016 I can leave the fan off because I have had my full of it at the end of 2015. But who knows? As Master Ugwe said at the end of the first Kung Fu Panda movie to Poe, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. And... While I'm living in the moment, I'm also quite aware I have a deadline approaching for my book on Lighteroniger, and I have a lot more work to do, and I am just hoping I am doing a good job, and my future readers of my book will enjoy it, and I do justice to the memory of this wonderful woman who I have come to know 
and admire more and more the more I learn about her. And as they say, well, one always doubts themselves until they take action. So I'm not going to do another memorial quote there. Instead, I'm just going to leave you on a happy note. And I will see you in episode 26. And we'll continue the Ladies of Animation Month. And I bid you adieu. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go hitch a ride in my Night Fury to the nearest library that has free, and I do mean free, access to rare and hard-to-find documents about German animation history in the early 20th century. And if they dare ask me to pay a fee, I'll just say, talk to my Night Fury, and... We'll settle everything then. I'll see you in episode 26, everybody. Bye.